the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. That's right. Welcome to Crosswalk. No, it's not Gino Geraci. He's still out. My name is Scott Bloyer. I am the lead pastor of Elevation Christian Church out in Aurora, Colorado. I am also the co-host of another show that uh, uh, shows up on 710 KNUS Sunday night, 7 to 9 p.m. Um, it's called The Bloyer Effect. I do it with my brother. Um, we are talking about issues when it comes to being a man in the world today because we really understand that manhood and being a man is kind of a moving target. And so we address some of those issues. And then there's a lot more lighter subjects like sports and how we tease each other and make fun of each other because that's what brothers do. Well, I'm excited to have you here today on Crosswalk on 94.7 The Word. And today, there are going to be two different things we're going to be talking about. First, our first hour is going to have with us Sherry Surratt. Sherry's a wife, a mom. She's been the CEO of Mops. She was the executive director for a while of Family Strategies with Orange. And now she is the vice president of North America with One Hope. One Hope is all about getting God's word to every child in the word. And we're going to have her on with us for this first hour. She's going to be talking about the things that they do, one of the studies that they've put together. And so I'm really excited to have Sherry on. Um, uh, we had her husband on at the beginning of the week. He's he's a great friend of mine. Uh, Sherry is a great friend. Um, we believe that you know God has allowed us to have a relationship with both Jeff and Sherry in ways that can encourage us in our faith, grow us in our faith. And so we we just appreciate them both immensely. And then the second hour, we're going to talk about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Seeing how Monday we celebrate his birthday, um, I felt it was important that we talked about some of the speeches that he made, some of the the quotes that he shared. Um, I, I think it's very appropriate that we address this um, this topic because of the time of the year, but then also with some of the things that we're seeing within society today. I, I want to make sure that we take this with the understanding that it's uh, all about growing in our understanding and growing in our faith as we move forward um, as followers of Jesus, as we move forward uh, as a city, as a country. And so I'm really excited to be be able to talk about Dr. Martin Luther King uh, Jr. In fact, uh, I was listening to a podcast this morning uh, while I was working out. I was work. I work out at a very expensive gym. It's it's highly regarded. It's my garage. Um, we call it the Iron Garage. My son and I set it up during COVID. We even have a little banner that hangs in there. You know, welcome to the Iron Garage. And while I was listening, I was listening to. Um, a, a a leader speak about Dr. Martin Luther King. John Maxwell called Dr. Martin Luther King one of the 
most influential leaders of our century. Uh, and I totally agree, especially with all of the ways and, and, and way, ways that he moved us as a, commu- as a community, as a country, uh, the way he encouraged us, the way he, he led each and every one of us through many different things. And so, um, I'm excited to be able to talk about Dr. Martin Luther King, the way that he's impacted me, um, even years after he's been gone. And then also, um, some of the things that are available th- for us to um, go back to when it comes to what he said, how he lived, and the many things that happened throughout his life. Again, you're listening to Crosswalk. This is 94.7 The Word. My name is Scott Bloyer, lead pastor of Elevation Christian Church. And, and I'm just going to say it out front. Hey, if you don't have a place to go and attend uh, a community of faith with, we would love for you to come and join us this weekend. Uh, we have two experiences on Sunday, one at 9 and one at 1045. We al- also have Elevation Espanol that happens at 2 o'clock um, at our building. Uh, we have Pastor Polo Cruz, who who does an amazing job with our Spanish campus. Um, and so we want to be able to invite you to come be a part of that if you don't have a place where you're already going. Because here's the thing, at Elevation Christian Church, we're not about sheep swapping. We're all about making sure that we're reaching people that need to know Jesus, experience the grace and mercy of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But if you don't have a place we're involved, we'd love for you to come and hang out with us, you know, have a cup of coffee. At Elevation Christian Church, we do have our own uh, very fortunate coffee shop there with us. We have Millie's Community Cafe. Um, you can walk in. You can get a cup of coffee. You can... Um, get a burrito. It's amazing. They have awesome food. Um, we actually have helped them um, have a coffee blend there. Um, we call it Christian Crack, um, and and you can get it there at our church. It, it, it's a joke because I always make fun. You know, pastors are like, don't drink this, don't do this. Hey, but we have coffee in the lobby. So we just figured we might as well just own it and say we have Christian Crack. And today, I'm very fortunate. I have an in-studio guest with me. She's sitting here silently because I said, hey, do you want to talk? She's like, no. I said, you sure? And she's like, no, 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 no. And so I have my wife in here with me in the studio. I'm very fortunate for her to be able to come and hang out with me as I'm able to be a part of this amazing radio show and all the things uh, that God is doing in it and through it. And so I just want to encourage you to check out the 94.7 The Word app. You can download that app. You can listen to all the shows um, that are going on through this station on that app. In fact, I know that that's how several of my kids have been able to tune in. Um, I've got three kids. They're all adults. They're amazing People, my uh, oldest daughter is married to a great young man by the name of Caleb Frere. They live in Miles City, Montana. So here's the thing: if you think it's cold here, no, it's it's not. It's frigid where they live in Montana. In fact, they had a week where it was 10 below the whole week. Uh, we called that don't let the dog go outside because it's going to freeze to the fence while it's peeing kind of thing. So um, it's cold there. But they also have our amazing grandson. That's right. I'm a grandpa. For the first couple of weeks, I have to be honest, I, I kind of balked. See what people will go, Hey, grandpa, how you doing? I'm like, Hey, you. Oh yeah, that's right. I am. And so we've got Michael, our grandson. Um, he's going to be a year and a half. He'll be two. 
Two, 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 sorry. I got corrected already. See, so, um, he'll be two in March. And so just awesome that. And then we've got a son who is a college football coach in the Boston area. He's in Worcester, Mass. He coaches at Assumption University. He's one of the defensive backs coaches. His name's Tyler. He's an amazing guy. I love him. Um, I'm proud of him. All the things that he's doing there as a football coach. And then our youngest daughter is married to another great guy named Austin Hunt. And I just, I gotta be honest. Morgan and her husband, we, we kind of like don't like them as much. And this is the reason why. They live in Hawaii. They're literally a block and a half away from the beach. And so when you know COVID was going on, they're like, oh, we're socially distancing at the beach. We're like, yeah, I don't really want to hear it from you right now. And so she is a teacher at a high school there in Hawaii, in Oahu. And so we are just really blessed as parents to have amazing kids. But they've been able to tune in by using the app. So make sure you download that app. Use it to be able to listen to the great content that's here on 94.7 The Word. Um, it's a great opportunity to also to be able to share that with friends and family. Maybe you hear something from a pastor. Maybe you hear something from one of the teachers and you want to be able to share that with someone. It's always a great way to encourage them to use the app. Um, later on, we, we if we have time, we're going to we're gonna take um, maybe a couple of phone calls. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see where we get. Obviously, first hour again, we're going to have Sherry Surratt on. She is the Vice President of North America with One Hope, and we're going to hear about all the things that she's doing in and through One Hope, because their mission is to affect destiny by providing God's eternal word word to all the children and youth of the world. And so we're going to be able to listen to what they're doing. Um, in fact, she, she shared with me a study that they put together. Um, I'm going to let her share that information, because I think it's just amazing and powerful. And then, again, the second hour, um, we're going to be talking about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. We celebrate his mo- birthday coming this mo- this Monday. I know that there are several communities of faith that have things already planned um, that are already going on when it comes to um, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And so just want to encourage you, hang in there. Listen, and then once we get the chance, if you've got something we're going to talk to, or if we've some, if there's something we've already talked about, um, whether it's during the first hour or the second hour, please feel free to call in. My name is Scott Bloyer, lead pastor of Elevation Christian Church, and today you're listening to ninety four point seven The Word. Welcome back to Crosswalk. My name is Scott Bloyer. I'm the lead pastor of Elevation Christian Church out in Aurora, Colorado. Thank you so much for turning in, tuning in to Crosswalk. Uh, today, in our first hour, we're really excited to be able to have with us Sherry Surratt. She is a wife. She's a mom. And I should say that she's also a grandma. Uh, she was the CEO at MOPS, Executive Director of Family Strategies with Orange. And now she is the Vice President of North America with One Hope. Hi, Sherry. How are you doing today? Hi, Scott. Doing great. Glad I'm glad to be here. Oh, I'm glad you are, too. And here's the thing. Just so you know, Michelle's sitting in the room with me. She's just on the headphones. She said she wouldn't talk, so I just wanted to let you know that. <laughs> Hi, Michelle. <laughs> she waved. She's like, I'm not saying nothing, nothing. <laughs> so, Sherry, I was letting people know that One Hope's mission is to affect the destiny by providing God's eternal word to, to all the children and youth of the world. What are the ways that you're involved with that, and how can we learn more about One Hope? Yeah, so One Hope is just an incredible worldwide missions organization. I focus just on North America, but uh, One Hope 
was uh, it began in 1987, and since 1987, it was uh, founded by Bob Hoskins. Um, One Hope has reached 1.8 billion children around the world. Um, they translate scripture resources in 177 different languages wow. in 118 countries, and they've launched 316 different programs. In North America, we are really focusing on under-resourced areas and also equipping uh, next-gen leaders to have the resources they need and to have the training that they need. Um, The tagline for One Hope, which I love, is God's Word, Every Child. Mm. And so we have just committed as an organization that we will not stop until every child, every teenager has been able to um, hear the Word of God and has resources available that help them dig deeper into God's Word. You mentioned that you're developing training. I know I was I was looking at the website today, and uh, they were talking about how they also have uh, film and storytelling as well as digital apps. Um, what does this training look like, and how does that go along with the uh, venues that you use to share God's Word? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, we focus in North America. Our focus is a little bit different than other countries around the world. So in other countries around the world, they will provide training to digital missionaries who will connect with people through social media platforms. Um, There also will be training for different church leaders and um, ministries to be able to train them in um, evangelizing, to be able to share a specific resource or after a movie that is shown, um, to be able to talk to kids about who God is. In North America, our approach is a little bit different, and we're quite a bit more digitally focused. So one of the um, platforms that we have that you can check out is feed.bible online, and it's an ecosystem for student ministry pastors and um, lots of resources. And what's cool is everything we offer is for free, so you never have to purchase curriculum or um, sign up for any of our training. Um, within feed.bible, um, leaders will find um, something called LEAD, which is leader training, and these are separate videos that leaders can access. And also they can download small group videos that they can use within their student ministry, also our catechism, and that's really what FEED um, is centered on is Um, scriptural answers to today's problems and catechism centered everything that we design in feed is um, centered around helping a leader be able to lead a a student a teenager to what does God say about that and we do it in very practical um, relevant ways so that students are encouraged to dig deeper into God's word and um, I know we're going to get into this in a little bit but that's a research-based so right. we did a, a big research study that we'll talk about, I'm sure, yes, that kind of led us to that solution. Kids um, today need to know what um, God says about things. And at first it seems like, well, why would kids care? But digging into their felt needs and what they're worried about and how they're thinking, we really knew that um, we needed to to get creative and to think of new ways to introduce God's Word to every child and teen. 
Yeah. Uh, uh, you're listening to Sherry Surratt. She is the vice president of North America for One Hope, and she is talking about um, all the different ways that One Hope is taking God's word and impacting uh, students here in North America. Now, they do it all over the world, and she shared some of the ways of doing that. But today, we're, we're kind of narrowing in on her area, which is North America. And as I was looking at the website, especially feed.bible, uh, um, they show statistics. And, and we know, without a doubt, that this younger generation, Gen Z, um, and even there's one generation after that already coming along, which I don't even know what they've named them yet, right? Um, maybe it's Gen COVID. I don't know. But um, <laughs> they, <laughs> um, is is that um, they're, they're the furthest away from a biblical understanding. And, and that's part of that study, yeah. correct, that you, you guys kind of work through. Yeah, yeah. We, um, a couple of years ago in uh, 2020, and this was right before COVID hit, um, we did something called the Global Youth Culture. And you can check this out. All the reports and results are available for free at globalyouthculture.net. And when we talk about the research, we kind of abbreviate it to the GYC research. And this is where we um, did a survey with over 8,000 teens aged 13 to 19, and we did it across 20 countries. Mm. We made sure that we had at least 400 um, students from each country so that the survey would be validated with enough responses. And we also made sure, Scott, when we collected these um, teens to be part of the research, that they spread across the spectrum of what they believed. So we Mm. kind of separated them into three different categories, committed Christians, teens that self-identified as um, committed Christians who read their Bible and pray on a regular basis, and also um, nominal Christians who believed in God, but they really didn't exhibit any of those habits of Bible reading or prayer. And then we also had nuns. Um, These were uh, uh, not N-U-N-S, but nuns, N-O-N-E-S, that really don't believe anything at all or had no religious affiliation. And so um, we just asked them lots of different questions. The results are fascinating. You can get in on globalyouthculture.net, and you can select um, research reports by country. Mm. You can also um, you can compare United States to other countries and see how these results stack up. But it's interesting because we asked them all kinds of questions. Um, what are they struggling with? What do they think about God? What do they think about church and their family and all kinds of different things? And the reason we did it is because we want to help church leaders and parents and really anyone who influences the next generation. We want to help them understand today's teenagers. Exactly. And again, this is Sherry Surratt. She is the um, North American Vice President of One Hope, and uh, we're talking about how they say God's Word, every child, and the impact that has on not just our nation, but many nations. She was just sharing with us about um, a study, the globalyouthculture.net. You can go there. You can click on the, the tab that says Explore the Research. It goes through all of the questions that they asked, um, uh, all the answers that came back, as well as much of the information that 
you can use um, as a personal follower of Jesus or someone who's just interested in the global culture when it comes to the Bible and and grow in that. And um, Sherry, what what we're going to do is um, – when we come back from this break is I want you to really jump into that study. I want you to be able to kind of maybe just share some of those high points that you've talked about when it comes to um, what you learned, um, how it has impacted um, the understanding of ministry for those that are here in the United States um, so that we can get a better understanding of what this generation looks like. My name is Scott Bloyer. You're listening to 94.7 FM, The Word. And today on Crosswalk, we're finding out about One Hope, an organization that is bringing God's word to every child in every nation. Tune in as we talk more with Sherry Surratt. Welcome back to Crosswalk, 94.7 FM, The Word. My name is Scott Bloyer. I am the lead pastor of the Elevation Christian Church. And today, as you listen to Crosswalk, we are talking with Sherry Surratt, she is the North American Vice President of One Hope. Uh, she's been sharing with us information about Feed.Bible, which is free um, information to leaders that can help them when it comes to sharing God's Word with uh, students here in the United States. Um, it's a great thing. Uh, it's amazing. I was already looking at it. And then recently, we were just talking about globalyouthculture.net. That is where there's a study about students that has been brought in from uh, many different kids uh, all over many different nations. And so, um, Sherry, when it comes to this study, how do you feel it has um, enabled you to help people in ministry? Yeah, you know, it's always, um, I think it's critically important to be able to understand the people you are trying to minister to. So, you know, with our um, current uh, next gen, next generation, especially teenagers, we make a lot of assumptions. And um, it's always good to step back a little bit, be able to look at some valuable research where teenagers themselves have told you how they think and feel about Mm -hmm. things and what they're struggling with. And that's really why we did this um, research study. We did it um, in response to uh, just just a lot of leaders asking questions like, how can I understand the team of today? And what do they need? What do they want? And that's really why we did this research study, which led us to develop Seed.Bible, which is the online ecosystem for um, student ministry pastors. And let me say just this. In addition to that, we also have um, some other online things that hit a little bit of a different audience. So we have um, Kids Bible Experience that parents can download within version that helps your tweener, your uh, child ages 8 through 12, kind of develop a, a daily Bible reading habit. And it has videos and all kinds of fun things that um, are fun for that age, but it really helps them dig deeper into the Scripture. If you want to go even younger than that, um, uh, we have uh, the Bible app for kids, which is uh, an app that you can download, and it tells Bible stories and things like that that kids love to watch, and it introduces them um, in an age-appropriate way to Scripture as well. But the global youth culture, really interesting, uh, lots and lots of information in it, and you may, you know, it may seem overwhelming to you uh, when you first look at it, but it's so helpful for leaders 
to be able to read it, to understand the kids they minister to. It's also really helpful for parents. Mm-hmm. So if you have a child between the age of 13 and 19, it's just great to be able to read this study. Um, you're not going to want to unpack all of it with your teen, but you might pick out just a couple of things to say, hmm, I'm going to ask my teenager how they feel about this right. or what they think about this particular stat. Yeah, you don't want to sit down next to your computer and go, hey, is that true? Is that true? That that would be a little awkward, right? Because be, I was just sitting here in the break, and I was going through the study, and I was looking at many of the different questions uh, that were asked. And, and, of course, I went to the bottom. I went to North America, U.S., uh, United States. And um, just seeing some of the responses, um, both um, – I shouldn't say shocking because I'm not shocked by it, but I, I think it's discouraging in one way, but encouraging in another way, um, especially as you compare it to other countries. It's kind of interesting. But um, one of the questions yeah. that first jumped was in the past three months, did you experience loneliness? And 74 percent said yes. Yeah. Three in four kids identified that they have experienced loneliness in the recent past, right, in the next uh, in the months just preceding. Two in three teenagers said that they have experienced high anxiety. Now, I do want to point out this is pre-pandemic. Right, right. So we we feel like these stats have even changed since then. Three in five teenagers have said they have experienced depression. And uh, just, just a couple of distinctives about this. These are even more prevalent the younger the teenager was. So we started with teenagers um, with the age of 13. So 13 through 15 had a higher rate of experiencing these things. And girls struggled more with these things than boys did. Mm. So how does this help, right? So we know that teenagers experience these things. But these are kind of um, flags to parents. You know what? I need to pay attention to my, to my kids yeah. to see what they're experiencing. And I need to, as a student leader student ministry leader, I need to really um, know that this is going on. If this is the percentage of kids who are dealing with this, you can bet any time you gather teenagers together, you've got teens right in front of you that are experiencing these things. Without a doubt. Um, you know, I before we started Elevation uh, 11 years ago, I had done student ministry for the most of my ministry career. And it, it, one of the things that I would always tell the leaders that I was working with is don't make the sin of assumption. Don't assume that every kid that is sitting in your um, group or or in the the student ministry, they have both parents, they have a, a, a home that is stable. You can't make those assumptions. You've got to be able to say, okay, within this group, there are a lot of factors that we need to take into consideration, especially when it comes to sharing the gospel, introducing um, these young mm. men and women um, to the Word of God. Um, Sherry, as, as you've walked through this study, what are some of the things that have led you guys to either change or develop when it comes to the ministry that One Hope does? Yeah. So here's a stat that jumped out at us. Um, three in five teens in the United States say they never read religious scripture on their own. Now, you would also think when you compare just the committed Christian um, group of teens that that would be vastly different. Um, sadly, it's not. Forty-six percent of committed Christian teens say they never uh, or they, they don't read the Bible on a regular basis. So, um, you know, I, I said we kind of divided kids into three different groups, yeah. the nuns, the nominal, the committed. So if you take that nominal and committed and kind of boil them together, those are self identified as Christians. 
46% of them never read their Bible. And so that really drove us to develop an ecosystem for student ministry that was based on the catechism, based on what does the Bible say about things, and really helping develop a good way for kids to dive into that. So we know that culture is hitting our kids very heavy. We know that they're so influenced by social media. Um, An an interesting stat is that the U.S. teens rank number one um, out of all the countries and how many hours per day they spent consuming video content. Hmm. 96% of our U.S. teens watch at least one video a day, with the majority of them watching more videos than that. And that's mostly through YouTube and TikTok and things like that. And so we know the influence is great. We need to find some creative, relevant ways to bring kids back to the truth, which is based in Scripture. And... um, that, that really has driven a different way of ministry, um, of thinking in North America especially. Most kids, um, you know, ages 12 and up have their own phone, and so we know that they're accessing all kinds of content. So let's, let's equip youth pastors to be able to digitally access content that they can share with their kids so that their kids can watch wholesome um, videos based on God's Word, with um, their phone, their iPad, things like that. Here's something else that was interesting in the study, Scott. It said uh, we found out that nearly half, 45% of teens, believe that all religions teach equally valid truth. Christian teens are just as likely as non-believers to say this. Hmm. So this made us realize um, we need to really um, um, get kids into Scripture, knowing who God is, knowing what the truth is, not just knowing what many religions say. So, Sherry, Um, um, I I don't want to cut you off, but I have to because we're about one minute before we're going to step into our next break. Um, When it comes to after this break, um, I uh really want you to continue to dive in and share you know, what are these ways? I mean, you've, you've used the word catechism for, for some of us who didn't grow up in that kind of a background. It'd be nice to know what that means and what, what it means sure. for what you're using. Uh, you're listening to 94.7 FM, the word. This is Crosswalk. My name is Scott Bloyer and with us we have Sherry Surratt from One Hope and we're talking about the study they did when it comes to students and the Bible. Keep tuning in and keep listening. Welcome back. My name is Scott Bloyer. You're listening to 94.7 FM, The Word. And today on Crosswalk, we have with us Sherry Surratt. Sherry Surratt is the Vice President of North America, One Hope. And she's been sharing with us about the study that they put together when it came to students and the Bible, students and things that are going on in their life. And she's been sharing about also just recently how the difference between reading the Bible is not that great between kids that are considered committed or nominal uh, when it comes to their scripture reading. So, Sherry, I- I'd love for you to be able to continue and share that information that you were sharing right before the break. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, we we really realized uh, a, a lot of times when kids come to church and they participate in a youth group, um, much of what they hear is topical, you know, dealing with the things that are going on today, and that's fantastic. That's that's exactly what 
um, a student needs to hear, but it also needs to have a really strong biblical grounding. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what does the Bible say about that? But then being um, encouraged, being inspired to go read the Bible for themselves. And so I was mentioning, Scott, that Feed.Bible, um, an ecosystem for student pastors to kind of dive into resources that help them engage kids in Scripture, is based on the catechism. And what in the world is that? That sounds like a Catholic word, right? Right. Um, and it, it, it also sounds boring. Um, <laughs> uh, but what, what, how we use catechism is we've developed 71 questions that we feel like it's critical for a kid to know that relates to their current life. Like, who is God and why does he matter? Um, why should I read the Bible? We don't want to assume that a kid reads the Bible, and obviously because of this research, we know that they don't. Right. And um, why, why does this matter? And so the catechism used historically has been questions that you memorize the answer to. That's not at all our approach with catechism. What we do is we outline these 71 questions for a youth pastor to be able to stimulate discussion. We don't want the kid to memorize the answer, but we want them to have honest, open conversation about these questions. We want um, a a teenager to be able to ask their youth pastor, to be able to ask their parent, um, why in the world is it important that I read the Bible? Why does that matter? Um, we know as believers that that's where truth comes from. But a kid who just approaches, is going through life, um, they probably don't think that. And so the catechism is a really helpful tool to stimulate conversation. You know, kids have questions, and they have they struggle with believing things, and mm. how do I know this is true? If they keep it quiet or they keep their questions hidden or maybe just ask their friend who doesn't, you know, can't help them with any answers, right. they don't get any farther in that wondering. We want them to be able to um, have open open dialogue that really helps them discover what the Bible is. And as I'm looking on the website, Sherry, for um, uh, this this area, the uh, feed.bible, um, I, I, I noticed there's a tab that actually says download the 70 essential questions. So it's not just a place to go find the information. It's also where you can gain it, grab a hold of it, and use it as your own. What are some other resources like that that you have? Because I love these questions that you're and, – and I'm going to just be honest. I hope and pray that there are parents listening to this that are willing to go download those questions because student ministry is great. Next-gen leaders are great. I think the ministry that they do is so important and so needed. But we as parents need to be the ones that are also stepping in and being those spiritual leaders and guiders in our kids' lives. Um, what are yeah. some other resources like the um, 70 questions that you guys have available for, whether it's student leaders or parents? Yeah. So if you go to the to the site, the globalyouthculture.net site, if you scroll down a little bit, there are some resources uh, there's one specifically for parents and how to talk about this research with your teen. There's also resources for leaders to be able to um, use this research research in their student ministry. There's also um, mental health crisis, crisis resources mm. as well. What what this research uncovered is that kids are struggling, you know, and, yeah. and we were talking about how they're dealing with loneliness and high anxiety. Here's another interesting set. 35% of teens in the United States have reported having suicidal thoughts within the last three months. And this is the highest rate of any country. 
in the global study. And again, that was the study you did before even COVID, correct? Mm -hmm, Before COVID. But here's something else really interesting, and it goes back to your point about parents, Scott. You know, it's easy to think as a parent that you have lost the influence over your kid. You know, maybe when you try to talk with them or you're trying to give advice, they roll their eyes and they feel like they're not listening to you or they're not they're not watching you. This research uncovered, they are listening to you. They are watching you. They do want to hear what you say. So this is really interesting. One in four teenagers say that they often talk to their parents about the things that they care about in life, their friendships and school and um, things that they worry about. One in four say they often talk to their parents. Um, 45% In addition to that, 45% of teens say they sometimes talk to their parents. So if you roll that together, that's 70% of teenagers who say they often or sometimes talk to their parents. Now, the one topic that was excluded is not surprising, but it's sex. That's the one topic they don't necessarily (laughs) want to go and talk with their parents about. But here's what I want to say to moms and dads. You have more influence than you think you do. Yes, ma'am. Your kids are watching you. They are listening to you. Sometimes they don't act like it, mm-hmm. but that's why this research is really important for parents as well, because you can pick out a couple of things to start a conversation with your kids. They want to hear what you have to say about issues in life. Exactly. Again, uh, if you're listening, just tuning in to Crosswalk, um, today we have with us Sherry Surratt. She is the vice president of North America with One Hope, where the the goal, the mission is God's word for every child. And uh, she's sharing with us about a study that you can find on globalyouthculture.net. You can go in there, you can download it, you can walk through the questions, as well as she's been sharing with us about feed.bible, which is a great place to find information. In fact, she talked about the catechism of 70 questions that they have available for, whether it's next gen or student ministry leaders, to be able to make it available to you to use as a resource. I think it's great to take those 70 questions and use them as a parent. And what Sherry was just sharing was parents, whether you believe it or not, you still have great influence in the life of your kid. Whether whether they act like it or not, you still have that influence. And, and, and I would encourage parents, grab those questions. Now, here's the thing. Don't take the questions and then go, hey, let's sit down for the next half hour and answer these questions. Like Sherry said, grab one or two and just insert it into a conversation. It doesn't have to be dramatic. It doesn't have to be crazy where you're sitting across from them going, tell me about your life. Because 99% of the time, they're going to go, mm, this is a setup. And, and, and I truly believe this generation, their baloney meter is pegged. They, they know when, if, if it's sincere, you're just trying to do time. And so I think it'd be encouraging, um, to be able to just take these moments, um, with your kids, especially when it comes to God's word. I, I love, um, the kids' Bible experience. Now, you said that's part of version. Is that correct? Yeah. So you go to version, um, and then you can select, you can search for kids' Bible experience. And again, that's aimed at kids between the ages of eight and 12. And it's designed to help them have a daily habit of reading their Bible. And we have um, reading plans that now are partnered with that. Um, But what's cool about that, Scott, is we gathered um, some of the most influential churches in America, Life, uh, Life Church and Saddleback and just some of the greatest churches. And 
those um, young adults, those leaders from those churches are the ones who did the videos for us. And so these are really, um, these are, are cool uh, young adults. Some of them are high school kids that right. talk about how important the Bible is to them. And um, it inspires, it inspires that age. That's awesome. They to the Bible. Sherry, um, we've got only about 30 seconds. Go ahead and share all of the places that people can find you, find out more of this information. Yeah, so if you want to check out all the things that North America provides through One Hope, you can go to the website onehope.net slash North America, and that'll give you the North America page. It'll okay. kind of put together all those resources. Thank you, Sherry. Thank you so much for being a part of the, uh, this hour. We really appreciate it. Um, again, my name is Scott Bloyer. You're listening 94.7 FM, The Word, and we've been talking about the importance of God word, God's Word and getting it into the hands of students. Tune in to the next hour as we talk about Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.